This is Carson Edwards from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. Look, has time to throw. There's an out deep. Way downfield. Grab on your He's going to score. He's going to score. Touchdown, Purdue. Seth Morales. Seth Morales. There are no flags. The Boilermakers have taken the lead on a 64-yard strike. Unbelievable. And they're showing blitz again. They back out of the blitz. Toss it downfield. Caught by Stubblefield. Goodbye. Tanner Stubblefield beat Dwight Ellick and waltzes into the end zone. It covers 97 yards. Moore in motion. They get it to him. Moore in space. A burst of speed. A place down for Purdue. He's still going. Moore cuts back. Touchdown. It is intercepted. Bailey the other way. Marcus Bailey. It is Tuesday, August 30th, 2022. The Boiler Breakdown Purdue football kickoff shows coming at you live. We're live, folks, as Brett Musburger would say. Coming at you live. Oh, man, it feels good. It's finally game week. Boiler football is finally upon us. Hosting Penn State, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Fox, not Fox Sports, Fox. Thursday night. Got the, to come for all Big Ten football games for the next that's however, true. however long the new deal is worth. It's always going to be on national TV here soon. But uh, like I said, we're live. Unless you're listening on audio, then we're not live. But uh, we appreciate you listening. Give us five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you're listening on there. I got the fellows across me on the TV screens. We're all three in different states right now. Andrew <sighs> Eiler, Evan Webb, what's going on, boys? Got to be back, officially. Andrew and I are matching tonight. Yeah, it's really cute. <laughs> Representing the shop. Shop shirts, yeah. yeah. They're pretty sweet. Man, it's uh, comfortable. If, if, if you're a Purdue fan and you go to the shop, shopindy.com, and you can't find something you like, something's wrong with you. Your taste sucks. We'll yeah, that. <laughs> yes. That's, that's putting it politely. So, yeah. Um, as polite as I can say. They got great everything, not just Purdue stuff. If you like the Pacers, if you like the Colts, if you just like Indiana culture, if you're an Office fan, a fan of the Office, they got they got something for everybody on there. So go check them out, shopindy.com. Starting off with a plug. Start off with a little yeah. plug. More on them later. Glad to have them back. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you guys for this, this football season? 8 million. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're there. I've been, uh, I've been telling you guys, I'm uh... – I hate being optimistic. <laughs> just, just uh, been hurt too many times. Yep, it's, uh, but it's hard on paper not to be optimistic. We look at fourteen returning starters out of twenty-two, including a sixth-year quarterback who just lit up, lit the college world football world on fire the last five games last year, becoming second-team All Big Ten. Aiden O'Connell. I mean, there's a lot to like. There's definitely some question marks when you lose oh, yeah. first-round pick. George Karloftis, another All-American, and David Bell, third-round pick. So there's some holes to fill, and, you know, who's going to be number one wide receiver? We'll get into all of that, but I still think there's a lot to like. I haven't felt this much much optimism probably going back since 2005. So not even, like, 2019? When you had a sophomore, Rondale Moore, you had a freshman, David Bell, you had Elijah Sindelar. I mean, obviously, it went off the rails very quickly in that year with the yeah. Nevada game and then yeah. all the eight yeah. injuries. But like going to the Nevada game, I was pretty freaking excited for what we could see. That's a good point. Um, that's a very good point. But I think the difference was like the ceiling of that team was probably like we might win seven games. Yeah, we won eight, six maybe, the year before, yeah. yeah, or one. Yeah, yeah we won uh, what six the year before, seven the year mm-hmm. before that. So. And, and this year, a lot of people are looking, you know, nine, maybe ten wins if, if the stars are lying and everybody stays healthy. That might, might not be crazy talk, which yeah. is just crazy talk to me. I mean, Purdue's had <laughs> yeah. one ten-win season in their history. That was 1979. So, uh, which, you know, I, I hear that, and I'm like, Alabama and Ohio State fans are laughing at that <laughs> comment. But, hey, it's a tough thing to do. Uh, no, it's it should be a fun season. It should be a fun season. I guess, what are your guys' main concerns with this team? I mean, there's a few. I mean, playmakers on offense is a big thing. I mean, you know, last year we had David Bell, who was Mr. Reliable. I mean, he wasn't, you know, explosive like a Rondell Moore was, but, you know, you knew he was going to make a play multiple times a game. 
Um, so I think just a lack of experience and obviously losing, you know, a guy like Milton Wright, who was, you know, surefire number one, you know, well before, you know, Bell even left. It was like, you know, as soon as he left, we knew Milton to be number one. And then his whole situation happened. And then I, I don't know, defense, just, I like our defense a lot, but I don't know. There's still, I mean, like, and you lose George Kaloffis, who brought, who had a lot of attention given to him, which allowed other guys, you know, some, some room to make plays, but now that we don't have him, you know, how our offense is going to scheme around our defensive line. Yeah. I think that's, that's, I think defense line depth wise is the best, the most best, yeah. and most deep has been in a long time, but I'm still a little concerned about linebacker yeah. a little bit. And then safety safety is the mm-hmm. thing. So I think our safeties are very talented, but just not deep. Um, yeah, but I think they're kind of interchangeable. They talk about the cornerbacks, and a lot of them, they, I feel like Brom, they've moved a lot of the corners around between safety, nickel. Like Corey Trice, I mean, yeah, I know he's a cornerback, but he's as big as a safety and could play he came safety. In as a safety. Probably. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, so I think there's more depth there. And I don't know, me, me never playing actually, not knowing that much about defensive backs or really about how different that would be to switch, go back and forth. But, uh, a big time boiler on YouTube says main concern is can wide receivers step up, DL step up, and can OL keep O'Connell clean? All good points. All questions. I think we're gonna find out pretty early. Yeah. And he also said, "Oh, and can Trice and Brown be a hundred percent and stay healthy?" Yeah. It's not like they're ready to go, but it's gonna be. I mean, I'm interested to see. Like, yeah, they say they're ready to go, but do they right. see like? you know, starter minutes or starter snaps, right. I should so, say. I mean, I mean, I know there for that, you know, that week Purdue loses Lewis and, and Garrett Miller the same week to season in the injuries is like injuries. Like, man, the world's falling. The sky's falling. But besides, besides that Purdue came away from the off season, pretty, pretty clean. Yeah. There's, there's somebody else. I thought that, that we heard so this T, week. So. T Denson. T, that's right. Which yeah. we knew. That's, Double hernia, that, which does not oh, sound fun. Se- I think they said through <laughs> September. So, yeah. Yeah, so but, so um, so all things considered, Purdue got through the training camp and and in fall camp pretty clean. So compared to years past, and I haven't, I didn't know if I read the or I didn't know if I this was mentioned over, but did they say that Brom changed up the way we practice or the way the team practiced compared to? I mean, because like in the past we've had injuries in abundance. Did they have you? I can't remember if there was any note of. I, mean, I know they they had different. They had those. Um, kind of, I can't remember what they called them, but the, the caps on the, the cushion of the helmets, yeah, yeah, that helps reduce the impact. Yeah. But I know, you know, in terms of less contact in practice compared to previous years or not, I wasn't sure if that was stated. If Golden Black or anybody else reported it, I missed it. I doubt it. Just, I'm guessing it's more of just luck. Yeah, that's I mean, it's, it is a lot of times. I'm, I'm guessing it's just unlucky years past, or this is a good year, a good luck year. I don't know if it, if it was bad before or. This is normal. Who knows? Purdue doesn't have much luck anyway. And, and you know, I I was thinking today. I'm like, man, this is nice that we don't have to talk about quarterback competition tonight. Yeah, there's no there's no concern on who's going to be who's going to be. I mean, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, first time since 2019. Sindelar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, last year, you know, I would say majority of the fan base was on board with Jack Plummer. Yeah, the starter. So including me, yeah. I think all three of us were. Yeah. Or, yeah. Nothing against O'Connell. We just thought, yeah, Jack gave the better option to escape the pucks, and offensive line was a was a main concern last year. Which the offensive line did pretty well, you know, mm-hmm. all considered last year. So hopefully they can continue that trend this year. As yep. Big Ten Bowler said. Yeah, but it's it's just nice because I mean, for the past twelve years, you can count on one hand how many times Purdue went into a season with a quarterback question. I, I would say two, two of those twelve years probably. Daryl Hazel's last year and in twenty nineteen with were probably the two years he went in not went in knowing who his quarterback was gonna be. So Yeah. Yep. So hopefully O'Connell can join the cradle. I think I think big things are ahead for him this year. Sure hope so. There have been a lot of positives. We'll say that. <laughs> everybody everybody that's watched practice and a Big Ten network, all the coaches obviously are gonna be positive, but uh Talking very, very praising his accuracy a lot, which we saw. Obviously, I mean, he didn't. He didn't. How many games did he go last year without a pick? Then he go the, the five in a row until yeah, until the bowl game, and then he yeah. threw two or three. Yeah, but still got the dub and threw a 
tons of yards on the, flinging it in a in a away bowl game that Paul yeah. Feinbaum still in the whole Tennessee fan base still just won't admit they lost the game, um, which just cracks me up. I love it. And boys uh, continue to beat Tennessee and just other sports. The volleyball just beat them, so just a common occurrence. Just, just boys keep, beating the volleyball. Just keep going. Just keep going. Maybe baseball needs to get them on their schedule. Eh, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe yeah, not. that might turn pretty ugly. But um, no, um, and, and Aiden O'Connell, uh, shout out to him. He, his birthday's on Thursday. He turns twenty-four. So, old man in the college ho- ranks. Hopefully, oh yeah, so old hope- and, and so is Penn State Clifford. Yeah, Sean Clifford's sixth yeah, year as well. So, and this, the, old guys this is the first time Clifford's had a offensive coordinator back to back years. Yeah, back so, that's crazy. Yeah. Which we'll see if that makes a difference with him because he did not live up to the hype last year. So. Um, we'll see. Yeah. So hopefully Aiden's 24th birthday is one to remember. Positively, not negatively. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, well, I got some questions here for you guys, like I do every year when we do this preview episode. And we're talking about Aiden O'Connell, so let's just keep on talking about him a little bit. How many touchdowns will AOC throw this season? I about ready to look up how many he threw last year. Yeah. Uh, do you have that on top of your head, Tanner? Mm, I do not. Are you doing? I know. I think I want to say it was like. Uh, I want to say like twenty-four. I mean, obviously he didn't. No. Start. Uh, let's see here. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. So thirty-five plus. I was about to say thirty-five. Thirty-five was going to be my over/under. Well, I mean, yeah. I think Breeze has the record for most in a single season with 39. This is, this is including the bowl game, correct? Yes. So yeah. 13 games, theoretically. Including the two play. college football playoff games. Yes. Yeah, Big Ten, <laughs> Big Ten Championship, the playoffs. Yeah, he's going to have three extra games. <laughs> so I think, I, think, I think Breeze, yeah, 39, I think, is the most ever thrown in a single season for Purdue. Um, that would be a lot. Um, yeah. Over under 35 and a half, what do you think? I'll go thirty six. I'll go right there. I think. I think it's. I mean, that's still a heck of a season. So. Yeah, I was. I had thirty six in my head at first. I was like, three a game seems like a lot. But I, some I mean, games all against. Home. Yeah, but like, then like, I don't know. If yeah. IU, he might he might throw six against IU. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think I like thirty six. I think yeah. I would say thirty five. I think that's pretty. I like fair. all those. I like all those. Let's yeah. see uh, if we got any comments here. Uh, big time boys, 36 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, two rushing touchdowns. 11, he threw 11 last yeah. year, so he can match that. I'm fine with that. Well, it's... we're going to be throwing it so much. It's oh, going to yeah, happen. I could see more. I could see more than 11. It's going to happen. Throwing a lot. Yeah. It's going to happen. All right, so we got touchdowns covered. Will he throw for over 4,000 yards? Yes. 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 He's going to throw 3,700 yeah. last year. He's going to throw the ball. 50 times a game. Yeah. 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 Going to have to. All right. 4,500 yards. Ooh. I'm getting excited. <laughs> Do I dare say 5,000? <laughs> no. I'd say probably like more like 42. It'd yeah. probably be his. Yeah, max. I think he gets over. He'll get over four, I think. I'll say 4,377. Okay, can you remember that? Remember that? Yeah, Where sure, we are in four sure. months. Okay. I got I got it on record now. Yeah. On record. Uh big time boilers says also don't forget we may have an extra game two for stats. Indy. I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope you're right. Love the optimism. All right. It's a little little tougher one here. Who will lead Purdue in rushing yards? God. I mean the easy answer is probably King Doru. Right. Yeah. But will he stay healthy? Uh, also got Dilling Downey, Kobe Lewis. Yeah. I don't think Tyrone, Tyrone Tracy, Tracy will be used that much in the rushing, <laughs> yeah. rushing game unless things go really bad. I mean, I, 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 it's got to be – if it's not King Doru, then, I mean, I think it's going to be Lewis, if anybody. I, I mean, think, I think, I'm going to say Lewis. I think Downing will be involved all year, but I think Lewis is the one that would have potential to kind of take it over if he really – Came back healthy. I'll go King, but I still don't think Purdue gets that first thousand yard rusher since Corey Sheets. No. Will how many? Okay, maybe I'll, I'll wait until you're done, Tanner. 
Maybe maybe you cover this one. Maybe, maybe not. Who will lead Purdue in rushing touchdowns? Aiden O'Connell with three. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say Lewis for that one. You know, I'll I'm go gonna, King. I'll ride the King. Train. I'm going yeah. to say King for that one. King with like six. Because I think it'll be a yeah. little running back by committee. And, and, and yeah. to answer your question, if you're wondering how many yards for King, I'll say 850. That wasn't my question, yeah. but. Oh, okay. What was, okay. I was going to say, well, did Purdue have 100 yards? Did Horvath ever rush for 100 yards? When was the last time Purdue had a 100-yard rusher in a game? I feel like Xander did. Uh, yeah, I, think I feel like Horvath it, did. Against, against Indiana IU. in 2019, I think yeah. they ran all over. Yeah. Okay, so we'll pretty have a 100-yard rusher this year. And if so, how many? One or two games or multiple runners? Ray yeah. Davis says King Daru. Um, I feel like somebody will eclipse the 100-yard mark. Um, I would like to think they could against Indiana State or maybe yeah. Florida Atlantic. Yeah. Uh, Ray says King Daru, eight touchdowns over 900. I'd take that. Take yeah. that all day. How about receiving yards? Well, wide receiver room's deep. Who's going to step up and be the guy when it comes to getting receiving yards? I want to say Payne Durham so badly. <laughs> he is, should be a stud. I, I would have liked Payne's chances better if Garrett Miller was healthy. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. But now they can really focus in on him more. Yeah, I'm going to say Brock Thompson. I think it's an easy no, I answer. Mean, I don't know if it is, though, because he's got two metal shins. Yeah. And now he's the guy. I mean, right, right yeah. now the I don't guy. Know. Is he though? I mean, there's a lot. I mean, Tyrone Tracy and Charlie Jones have had a lot of good hype as well. And then the Auburn transfer, Elijah Cannon, Cannon and TJ Cannon Sheffield and Marshawn yeah. Rice. Yeah, Abdul Rahman Yassin. Thank you. Was going to ask <laughs> for your help. <laughs> uh, if they can stay healthy, I don't Deion know. Burks. I, mean, uh, I don't Colin know how much. Sullivan, like Deion if, Burks. He's, if he can stay healthy. I'm going to say TJ Sheffield. I'm going to say out of nowhere. Not really out of nowhere, I guess, but. Uh, receiving yards. You know, maybe I'm just really pulling for the kid. I'm going to go Marshawn Rice. Oh, yeah. If he can stay healthy, if he can stay healthy, I like what I see. Just poor kid cannot stay healthy. Sheffield's the one who caught the touchdown in the bowl game, right? And then broke his, like, foot or ankle or whatever. Yeah, because he's from Nashville, yeah. He'd probably be my second guess. Just you know, somebody who's not the obvious choice. Mm-hmm. No, there's a lot of good options. That's what's exciting. It's just, yeah. And I think Brian Brom even was commenting. He's excited to see who's got to step up and be the guy. Mm-hmm. Like maybe a Tyron Tracy. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be my, my, Tracy's my pick for my next question. Your next question. Who will he Purdue and receive touchdowns? <laughs> Tyron Tracy. A handful of those against Iowa. Him or Charlie Jones, yeah. you think, against Iowa? Oh, yeah. They're both going to have like four. <laughs> That would be lovely. I'm yeah. gonna say Payne. Uh, hopefully, he can solve our red zone woes. Our, See, that's where I, that's, that's where that's, I think Tracy. Yeah, going going back to the go, the yeah. question mark is: Can we have a better red zone offense like we did compared to last year? Yeah. Which it didn't sound like we were very good in the scrimmages. So, but that's because good good defense. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I wanted to say Payne, but I hate agreeing with you guys. So I'm gonna go <laughs> Brock Thompson because Aiden. One thing he does better than any Purdue quarterback I've seen is throw the Short fade. Yeah. He throws that corner end zone fade better than any Purdue quarterback I can remember. And that includes Drew Brees and Kyle Orton and, and Curtis Painter. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll go Brock Thompson. I like the fade route to Brock a lot. All right, let's flip it on the defensive side of the ball. Who's going to lead Purdue in sacks? Ugh. God. I think Jalen Graham, just because he's going to have to. I think he's going to be all over the place because he's the kind he's of the, outside he's of the alpha. Yeah, outside of I'd say the cornerbacks and Brown and Trice and Cam Allen and safety, I think he's kind of he's got to be the playmaker playmaker for the defense. I'm gonna go with the guy who did it last year, Kaiju yeah. Jenkins. I want to go with one of the newcomers, but I'm gonna go with Branson Dane. What newcomer would you go with? Like, um, would you go with like the the JUCO uh, Humphrey? Yeah, I think that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think I think of newcomer as a freshman. I think I think Callaway's the only one who might see the field. Caraway, Car Caraway, not Callaway. Yeah. It didn't sound right when I said it. Um, I mean, I'm intrigued how much we're going to see Yanni Karloftis. Haven't well, heard much like about hurt. Yanni. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and if he he's not, he's, he might be a backup. I thought I read somewhere like recently that he was like 
he's been sidelined a little bit. I mean, I know Joe Strickland's battling mono, so I right, yeah, you know, he's basically out. Like, mm-hmm. there's, I, probably a redshirt year for him, unfortunately, because yeah. that's hard to yeah. catch. I mean, we saw Ethan Morton try to do it two years ago in basketball. It's just it takes yeah. forever to get your win back. Yeah, so. let alone then you're in playing it because by the time he would be back, it'd be Big Ten season and throwing a freshman right in, in the Big Ten schedule would be tough. All right, who will lead the Boilers in interceptions? Jamari Brown. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I'm going to go Cam Allen. That guy, he's got like eight yeah. interceptions, I think. So he's he's getting yeah. up there in the ranks. Well, shoot. Um, I was talking between him and Trice. I really want to pick Trice. I think they're, yeah. Cam Allen. Well, I'll go Corey Trice then. Because yeah, I want to Cam go. Allen. So. From me. Will Purdue finally return a kick slash pump for a touchdown? <laughs> Last time they returned a kick for a touchdown was 2013 against Indiana State in the game where if Ricardo Allen doesn't pick Indiana State off, Purdue loses to a one-win Indiana State team, Daryl Hazel's second game. They haven't returned a punt since 2009 in a loss to Northern Illinois. That was Aaron Valentine and Danny Hope's first year. So they're due. They're very due. I think they get one, but there's a penalty. <laughs> Call them back. <laughs> well, big time boiler does say Jefferson Dark Horse for the picks. I, yeah, I like. I wanted. I didn't want to pick Trice or Allen. I thought they were the. I'm saying yes. Charlie Jones is taking a kick to the house. I think he's taking a punt just because I think kickoffs are so much harder than they used to be. Because obviously they're kicking, you know, I'll farther up the field. Down. Yeah. yeah so I think a, a punt. Yes. I'll take either one. It's been a long time, yeah. and like. I don't know. I th- I thought Rondell was gonna take him to the house all the time, and he just if he wasn't that good. If we get the return. ball, if we choose to get the ball, and he returns a kick to start the season, Ross State might collapse. I'm just, I mean, from <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be epic. That would be epic. All right, I don't have this typed out, but now that you said if we get the ball, if we get the ball, what's the first play call of the year? If you had the pencil, if you had the if you had the sheet, what are you calling first play of the year? Play action deep. <laughs> I, knew, I knew that was coming. Listen, I'm going deep, but some sort of trickery. I'm going draw. <laughs> it's just a, a back draw. Just no, on the nerves a little bit. I'm doing, no, I'm, doing, I'm, I'm doing a jet sweep to Tyrone Tracy. I can see that. I can see yeah, that. Yeah, it just, I don't know. It just seems like who's going to be, the, yeah, who's the playmaker? It's, just all, it's always intriguing. Like, what's the first play that you're going to be? You know, the jitters are there. Like, they're waiting. It's scripted. You know, they got 20, Two yard 25. rush up the middle for Takingo Roo. Probably. <laughs> Probably. He runs right into the offensive lineman and falls forward. <laughs> Probably. Second and eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to laugh so hard if that happens Thursday night. Um, all right. Uh, can you think of any more? Prediction questions off the top of your head. Uh, I've, I've got, I'm trying to think of how to word it. Um, how many plays, we'll just start with the first game. How many plays do we see uh, Austin Burton? First game? First game. Six. Six. Red zone package. Okay. I was going to put the over-under at like, Two and a half. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I'm just giving. I'm mean, third year yeah. in the offense. I mean, I mean, has he played other than when he got in and uh, when Alimo got into? Who was that against? And they, UConn. Uh, UConn. Yeah. Other yeah. Shout out to UConn. UConn. They played hard last week. They lost. They played hard. <laughs> other than UConn, has he played six? Did he play six snaps last year? We we did put him in some situational, and, and he like, played in the bucket like, game like, too because we murdered yeah. them. It was like he played like there were like two games where they were going to use him in the rush and then they went away from him. I just don't want to happen what we saw with Plummer last year, where every time he came in, it was like yeah. we're it's running. A run. yeah, yeah, it's like which that frustrated me because Jack had a good enough arm. You could have oh, like, yeah. faked and he could have yeah back and threw the ball and they never did. Yeah, yeah, but I guess like the other side of it is like if you're going to throw it, then leave the better passer in, which is the reason why he's a starter was O'Connell. So it's like yeah, there's the deception of it, but like you're already weakening. Theoretically, if you decide that O'Connell is the better passer, so I, I get it, but it was the same thing because like everybody, the announcers always talked about it. It's like, oh, he's not throwing a pass. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Do we ever see a play where Burton lines up a receiver and there's some sort of like reverse? Oh yeah, they'll do. Pass. They'll yeah. They'll line. They got some crazy formations up their sleeves. So. You're six of Brom. Yeah. Not holding anything back. <laughs> 
not cold in anything. Like other questions. Trying to... Did we see Brady Allen at all? No, I'd say he's in a red shirt. I mean, he still could play four games. Show up but... in four games. I would love to see him. That means we yeah. just clean somebody's clock. But yeah, I'll probably see like a limo. More. I would think so. Oh yeah, I think a limo. You know, which I still was so weird. He entered a portal for like two days. Yeah, that was really weird. Or actually, I think about this. I just thought about it. Do we see a play where Paul Perferi throws the ball? Ooh, I like that red zone, red zone package. Ray Davis was the over under on made field goals. Mitchell Finnery I mean, made field goals make last year. Let's let's see here. He was pretty good last year. I know he was good. But I have, Sam I no, third. I have no idea, like point of reference, how many like Finnery was forty of forty two last year. Dang, he kicked forty two field goals. Sorry, extra, extra point. points. Yeah, oh, I was gonna say. Oh, I was like, did he make like twelve? Ooh, like, okay, twenty four, twenty nine. Okay. We missed two extra points. Was there one blocked? I feel like I had one. I feel like there was one blocked. All right, he had twenty four last year. I'm going with twenty eight this year. I think I think the red zone offense is better. So I don't know if he kicks as many. I think he's I think he makes like twenty five again, but I think he's a better percentage. Like he's like twenty five and twenty seven or something instead of yeah. twenty four. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Andrew on that. Yeah. I just hope I've I've read good things about special teams, so hopefully hopefully that's all cleaned up. I'm trying to think, who who's going to be is? You think Jack Ansel will be the the main punter? I think so. I think yeah. they'll they'll switch again. I mean, it's him and Crop Cropsy Cropsy. Yeah, the guy. Yeah, it's almost normal to have two punters anymore in college. Yep. Uh, yep. Ansel punted forty four times last year. Cropsy did six. And especially when you have one that's more rugby style punter. Yeah. So, yep. Yep. Does Purdue give up a punt or a kick return touchdown? Yes. No. I'm going no, but you're probably right, Andrew. Somewhere they probably do. They probably just, do. Just used to the kind of backbreaker play. This happens. I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully not. Hopefully not week one. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Uh, Penn State lost a really good returner, at least. Um, yeah, but I Jalen Rager, I, I think was his name. Yeah. Oh, he's been. Has he been gone for two years? He's been with the Eagles, I feel like, for a couple years. The one. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? Maybe Who last year. Maybe he was a rookie last year, but I felt like I okay. thought he was. Who was that guy? I don't know. Maybe I maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. It, it doesn't help when Penn State doesn't put their names on the back of their jerseys. <laughs> get them all confused. Real original doing the white uniform is Penn State there. Thursday night. That's that's. They don't really have many options. They don't, it's not like they. Not like the graphic looks like we have a subway in front of us, <laughs> in front of the stadium. It doesn't look like a train. It looks like a subway. They are doing some cool graphics of Ross Aid for us. They are. They yeah, are. they are. Which I'm I'm interested to see what that uh, announcement's going to be later this week about Ross. Should be tomorrow. Should get rendering tomorrow, tomorrow. I think. Stay Here tuned on the Boiler Breakdown social channels, <laughs> social media. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm out of questions. <laughs> so. Do I go into the uh, breaking down the schedule of confidence points? Well, let's do that after a, a word from one of our sponsors. <laughs> Roll the clip. Uh, <laughs> that'd be Mad Mushroom. They're back on board for a third season in a row. Sponsoring the podcast. Use promo code BREAK5 for $5 off any order over $20. That's B-R-E-A-K-5, all caps. And you got two days left, tonight and tomorrow, to get the pizza of the month, which is Walt's Spicy Barbecue Bacon Burger Pizza. It's their signature barbecue sauce topped with ground beef, bacon, onions, jalapenos, and mozzarella and cheddar cheeses served with a side of ranch. That sounds pretty darn good to me. I am hungry. So go get yourself uh, one of those. Tell them the Boiler Breakdown sent you. Or if you're ordering online, like I said, break five, B-R-E-A-K five, five dollars off any order over five, oh, five dollars off any order over $20. We're still getting knocking the rust off with these reads. That's Mad Mush. Feed your head. And on Thursday, if you're going to the game, new month, new pizza. There yep. You go. And we'll have that on our, our social channels too. I haven't gotten any inside intel what that's going to be yet so can't break any news all right you guys ready to get in the schedule yep 
Alright, so instead of just the normal boring week by week predicting wins, losses, all that, I told the guys I thought it'd be fun to kind of take the idea that Golden Black did on one of their podcasts and put confidence points on every game. So we'll go week by week, but we'll put confidence points, and the confidence points will work like this. The game we're least confident in will be one point. The game we're most confident in for Purdue winning will be 12, so forth. So starting Thursday night, season opener, Nittany Lions, National TV, James Franklin in the house, Taylor Stubblefield in the house, Anthony Poindexter in the house. Just a reunion of all sorts. Just a reunion yeah. of all sorts. Big game for both programs. Penn yeah. State gave Franklin a 10-year contract extension, but I Some feel like I feel like if if he goes seven and five or, or less, the, there might be a splitting of ways for both parties, which might be the in best interest. And he'll get yeah. paid. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he will. Somewhere. Which be, yeah. No, I mean paid. Oh yeah, I mean, he'll get paid contract, by somewhere yeah. too. Maybe Nebraska. I mean, the guy. The guy <laughs> We'll get talking about them in a minute. Don't you worry. I mean, the guy did good at Vanderbilt. Who does good at Vanderbilt? Even though they did clock, clean Hawaii's clock over the weekend. Didn't see that coming. Yeah. Um, and then going back to Tennessee, they, I saw someone making fun of Vanderbilt for scoring 60 for the first time since, like, the 50s. And I was like, okay, who cares? They scored yeah. 60. Like, then they won. Actually, I saw that, too. I was like, oh, did they lose? And then I was like, no, they won by, like, a million. I was like, what are we – I mean, I get, like, yeah, your rival and – they suck, but it's like they okay. shouldn't care about them at all. Right. I mean, they are the one SEC program now that Kentucky's better and and eh, Missouri's had good years. They're the one SEC program you can just throw out. Yeah. And everybody else kind of belongs. Yeah. When the super conferences align, they're probably kicked out. Yeah. Because <laughs> academics don't care, are, are not important. No, to the SEC, no, so no. Out of place. It just means more. <laughs> uh, Ray Davis going boilers in a thirty-two twenty-four victory. I like the way you think, Ray. But what are your guys' confidence points on this game out of out of twelve? I think you go first, Tanner. Yeah, you go first. I'll you first, Tanner. Two. Okay. I have two confident points. I am predicting the boiler win. I'll save my score for the end, but I think it's going to be tight. Yeah, I put three on this one. I have uh, two I'll, as well. I, have two as well. I, I figured we're going to be pretty close here, at yeah. least on the first. Like one, I figured one two would be pretty. We'd have the same. Yeah. yeah, shocker! I've got pretty winning again. I'll save the score for the end, like you. But yep. yeah, I put three just because there's two others that I'm way obviously Pitt, way less confident. Pitt, Penn State might be the most talented team Purdue plays this year. I think. Oh yeah, I mean the only team ranked right now on Purdue's whole schedule is Wisconsin, but I think Penn State has more talent on their roster than Wisconsin. Yeah. Wisconsin is just a well-coached team, right? So all right, so two of us have two, and one of us has three confident points on Penn State. Indiana State next week, the Sycamores. I have 12. 12. Yeah, 12. We're, we're, I figured that was going to be a 12-point yeah. across the board. So the haze isn't on the sidelines for this one, even though two of his wins were against Indiana State. Then Purdue's first road game of the season. It's not the Carrier Dome anymore. I don't no, even remember not. what it's called. It's called something stupid, and I'm going to look it up now because <laughs> it is really bad. Is it sponsored? Uh, is it like the Orange Julius Center or something? <laughs> it's the JMA Wireless Dome. Oh man! I don't know. know. Big time boilers also putting two, I presume, on the Penn State game. I'd hope on Penn State game, Um, (laughs) unless he's talking about at Syracuse. But at Syracuse, uh, inside, cool place to watch basketball. Not sure about football, Um, even though it's kind of made more for football. But their basketball is made for football. Dino Babers don't know how the guy still has a job coaching out there. Um, I guess when you just don't care about your football program, that's what happens. What are your confident points against the Orange? Put 10. 10? 10. I put 9, so we're all right there. Um, Worked well for the Boilers back in 04, 51-0 on Labor Day weekend on Sunday on ABC. Kyle Orton was freaking John Elway that (laughs) game. then uh, homecoming, the first ever night homecoming game, hosting Florida Atlantic and Willie Taggart. I was hoping Lane Kiffin was going to be there still when they, after yeah. they scheduled this game. But uh, that'd be so much fun. The Florida Atlantic <laughs> Owls, who smoked Charlotte last week, I put a bet on them, so I'm glad they did that. <laughs> I put eleven on this one. I did too. I eleven as well. Wow, look at this. And the reason I only put I put eleven, I thought about doing Syracuse, but just with this one being. A home game. Gave it, the, gave it the nod. Yeah, the Syracuse one, even though I put nine, still worries me a little bit just because yeah. it's a road On game. Road, and yeah. Dome. I don't know. Just weird things could happen. But yeah. I think uh, 
especially if Purdue's rolling in this game 3-0. Homecoming, crowd be pumped up. Fox Sports 1, I think it is. that Or is that Big Ten? I think it's Fox Sports 1. Big Ten Network is what ESPN Oh, is it? Okay. So that'll be a fun one. Um, It's fun to play opponent. To my knowledge, Purdue's never uh, played. It's nice that the homecoming game game is, yeah, nice is it's not like a Michigan or something that we've had in the past. Oh, right. Right. I feel like it was always Minnesota. I thought Purdue always had like Minnesota on homecoming. They have a couple times. Yeah. Speaking of Minnesota, that's where Purdue travels the following week. It starts a a three out of four week roadstead for the Boilers at Minnesota, a team that's been a thorn in Purdue's side. P.J. Flex got the better of Jeff Brom, even though there's some controversy around the 2020 game. Um, (laughs) And even last year's game, it could be Big Ten officials, review team, I guess. Um, How are you feeling about the October 1st game? This was my two, just because we've never won up there. I currently have, yeah. That's true. I I currently have it as three, but now that the more I think about it, I'm like, I kind of want to move it. Like I, I have it three year, as like, well. Yeah, but I kind of want to be like, this is the year Brom. I could flip flop. Okay. I, I could flip flop this in Penn State. Yeah. Um, I just it's hard for me to rank it higher than three when we haven't got the better fleck lately. And like yeah. Evan said, we haven't won at this stadium ever. Yeah, and we've got just smacked twice there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we go out to a place. Speaking of smacked. The worst Purdue football game I've ever seen in my life. In 2016 <laughs> at Maryland. What was it, 50 to 7, I believe? That's when, I mean, my dad's a pretty positive fan. I remember after that game, dad's like, time for him to go. I still have nightmares. I don't remember the poor guy's first name, but I'm, I'm calling him poor guy and I'm calling him out real bad. His last name was Neil. He's the worst offensive lineman oh, I've ever yeah. seen in college yeah. football, not just at Purdue. There was like six plays. He didn't even touch the guy <laughs> across from him. And, I mean, fifty to seven to a Maryland team that wasn't even very good. Ugh, they have Tua's little brother. They got a lot of speed. Michael Oxley's a heck of a recruiter, but I'm not buying in all the hype. The Terrapins like a lot of the media. I got the Boilers for six in this one. I got Boilers for five. Five. All right. I really didn't know much about Maryland. I yeah. can't remember a whole lot um, aside from Tua's younger brother. I could I forgot Loxley was even still the coach. I remember last year they started off pretty hot, and to his brother was like the darling of the nation. And then on Friday yeah. night against Iowa, they picked them off five times. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind and of then the end of that. Yep. Yep. So then get the Nebraska Cornhuskers, the 0 1 Huskers, <laughs> losing over in Dublin to the was supposed to be dreadful <laughs> Northwestern Wildcats. What a weird, first of all, what what kind of matchup? North, why does Ireland care about Nebraska? I don't know. They were supposed to play Illinois like last year in Dublin. Yeah. And Nebraska was. I don't. I assume, Nebraska's an international brand. Jalen Neal. That was his name. And as Big Time Boyle said, he made his eyes clean. <laughs> I wasn't the only one. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. Oh, if Jalen Neal, oh, I hope he listen to this podcast or watch this. If you do, buddy, I you hope, I hope you have him on the show. Yeah. I uh, hope you're doing well. Yeah, I hope he's doing well. I hope he graduated hope. and got his degree. Yeah. Uh, the Cornhuskers, uh, friend of the show, host of the Full Steam Ahead podcast, Adam Bartels, uh, texted to Evan and I. Will Scott Frost still be the head coach at Nebraska when they play Purdue on October 15th? I sure hope so. God, I hope so. <laughs> His buyout does go down, I think, half after October 1st. Um, there's, yeah. What? It goes from like Why? $15 million to seven. Good Lord. Um, they just fully expected to fire him in, in year six. But besides <laughs> Oklahoma, they have a pretty manageable schedule coming up. So, yeah. I mean, so probably that, that be first in okay game, shape. Though, yeah. First one. Oh, they looked awful. It was you're I mean, up eleven points and you're gonna onside kick him midway through the third. And who are you, Sean Payton? He, he always does this like he just does like, the stupidest stuff. <laughs> As kind of, I think you talked about it too, Tan, on your other podcast. But it's like they brag about the dumbest oh. stuff. About I mean, how many times are offensive linemen puke in practice? Um, because that's people care about that apparently. Um, like their what's their stats? Like they've how many games they've lost like 
like nine, seven or nine straight like one possession games or something eight, like that. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah I'm gonna, close. I'm gonna look up some uh, Scott Frost stats here. Greg McManus says no, he won't. But I want a lifelong contract, though. Yeah, sign me up. Keep him there forever. Um, let's see if I can find. I know we were all sharing some Scott Frost ones the other day. Oh, that, that was, really was so good. great. That's it really nice brought thing. it really brought everybody together. It brings everybody together. We've got our all in our friend group. We've got. Notre Dame football fans. We've got Indiana football fans. We've got an Illinois football fan, supposedly. Um, and you have Purdue okay. fans, and we can all collectively just dunk on Scott Frost. So, what do you think their record? Is? So, how what would, what would their record have to be for Frost to get fired before that October? 5th? Wait, what's this comment? Greg, because my theory is Frost is making dumb decisions to date Alberts to fire him at the fifteen <laughs> maybe, million maybe buyout. Maybe Dare, Dare yeah. says oh, Dare. Dare. Oh, sorry, okay. Dare. <laughs> I saw the date and I was like, hold on. <laughs> Through 45 games at Nebraska, Scott Frost is 15 and 30. Through 45 games at Purdue, Danny Hope was 19 and 26. <laughs> this is from our friends at Boyle Sports. Yeah. Mike Riley won 19 games in three years, including a nine win season. Bo Pelini was what, like 40 and. Was fired for winning. Yeah, games. like 40 Frank, and 20 or something. Frank Solick was 40 and 5 through 45 <laughs> games, got ran off for not being Tom Osborne. Yeah. Bo Pelini was 33 and 12. Yeah. Oh my got God. run off. Games. Got run off because they were tired of winning nine games every year. And even Bill Callahan, the Raiders coach, was twenty six and nineteen <laughs> through forty five games. I mean, well, what's the stat? I, I think I. <clears throat> and I Bo Pelini went sixty seven and twenty seven yeah. and was fired. Frost was is fifteen and thirty. Was it if Scott if Frost wins every single game for the next how yeah. many years? He's like, 50. He's if he wins still, the next, next 50 games, games he still, yeah. he still has a worse record than Bo Pelini did. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just laughable. Like everybody is laughing at Nebraska when their fans, oh, we're so close. That's the worst game we'll play all year. I don't think it's gonna be, but yeah, yeah. I just that was one Oklahoma of the players. Says high. Like, yeah. They do have a talented roster. I mean, Casey yeah, Thompson yeah. is a talented yeah. quarterback, but you can't get it done. Yeah. What's the confident points for you guys when the Boilers host them on October 15th? I put six just because they're still they're talented and they've played us close. So I think, I think right. we're two pretty, pretty evenly matched teams. Just we have a hell of a lot better coach. Yep. I put six as well. I put seven. So we're all right in the Ooh, ballpark. Look at Greg's comment there. Frost is solidly between hope and, yes, hazel territory. Yeah, I mean – I think sometimes it, he looks. Sometimes they look pretty good. And other times you're like, "What is happening here?" I, I know. I, I don't know if Hazel ever looked pretty good. I don't know, I know if there are any games that pretty looked pretty good with Hazel. I know Greg's a longtime listener and a viewer of the show, and if I remember correctly, I think he's from Nebraska. So he lives in Nebraska, so he he's got his. Uh, He'll know more than anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he can correct me if I'm wrong. So, so he he definitely has his pulse out there. Of, Poor guy has to be all around all those Husker fans. Oh my god! Andrew, what is our, our friend Ryan? What is he? Has he? Uh, uh, he's back he to, it feels like he's stubbing his toe for four hours every Saturday <laughs> watching the Huskers. I did check. I checked uh, on him the other day. And he says, "I don't even know what to think anymore." <laughs> Poor guy exactly, got so yeah. gets so fired up, and, and I love his passion because uh, yeah. we're the same way for Purdue, and it's just. Um, oh, I know. I mean, Purdue could be. It's like. Uh, like the Nevada game, Purdue's hyped up for that, and then just totally lays an egg. Right. Yeah. All eggs in one basket. <laughs> Marshall, first play of your pick six. Gotta love it. Then the uh, Boilers go up to Camp Randall against a foe they haven't beat since 2003, and that's the last time they won in Camp Randall's 2003. In a lot of years, it hadn't even been freaking close. At Wisconsin, the only was ranked last team. Year? Last year was when they should have gotten them, right? And then... uh, 2018, 20, 20, uh, yeah. Purdue blew a 14 point lead with like six minutes left. I thought, we lost, yeah. I thought they lost an overtime recently. Double overtime in 2018. Was it okay? Why does it feel like it was last year? Uh, Rob's played them tough. Last year, Karloff yeah. had a scoop and score, and they were right in it and kind of got away from them in the third quarter a little bit. Aiden, Aiden didn't play a very good game that game. That was like his last, I think that was the last interception he threw until the Tennessee game. What's that game? Um, I'm guessing we're across the board here with ones. Yeah. Nope, nine. I'm kidding. It's one. I was gonna say, man, I like, I like <laughs> right, it. Right, just uh, <laughs> just behind the IU game. Yeah. <laughs> I just had to put a one because in, until we yeah. do it, I'm not gonna believe it. it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like winning up in Minnesota. Until we do it, it's 
Which is totally different because they're totally different. Oh, should be. I agree that Purdue is. I don't know. I just hate PJ Fleck, so that's what makes that one so much more infuriating. Yes. Yes. Paul Chris is a boring guy. Paul Chris is a a boring guy, and I'm just tired of, oh, this uh, running back graduated. New name, new number. Same with the lineman. Same result every year. Boring offense, but it just runs down the throat. Because um, Graham Mertz is not a good quarterback. Nope. Make him throw, and you can beat them. Then a team comes into Ross State that's going to be pissed off. It's all get out, the Iowa Hawkeyes, because David Bell is not playing for Purdue anymore, but Tyron Tracy and Charlie Jones, two of their own, are. Tyron Tracy, who's wearing number three, which they're used to seeing run all over them. The ghost of David Bell. I don't know if you'd call them their own. They're from Indianapolis. Like, they're they're kind of back. They were there. I mean, they played on them. Yeah. Multiple years. They made that mistake, and then they. That's true. That's true. They want to be in a fun offense. uh, what was their their hashtag? It was like Swarm nineteen. I hated like that. <laughs> when they were coming get out of our state. They had, they had like yeah, they had during the Hazel years. Yeah, getting all getting all the Indian even early Brom like, years because they got uh, Dale didn't even go into the high school. <laughs> so I mean, it was I mean Indiana was getting everybody. It was oh yeah. boy, um, yeah. Hawkeyes it's, are gonna be fired up for this one. I got seven. Ooh. Just because Brom four Brom. As I think uh, Tom Deanhart said, I mean, Brom got an apartment in Kurt Ferentz's head right now. I do too. I do too. But I think like I think Iowa, they're due. I think I just feel like Purdue's due to have a bad game. They, he said they don't have David Bell to go have two hundred yards. I mean, I, they could have Tracy go for one fifty and Charlie Jones go for one fifty. <laughs> That'd be fine too. But I have the Boilers for four as well. I I was talented. I mean, they're an eight and four team almost every year, if not better. Eight and four is usually their floor. So I that's I mean be I think one, it's I think. it's a it's a good win for Purdue every year and I don't yep. think it's ever unless Purdue gets blown out it's not like I wouldn't say it's a bad loss right I mean even though one a, loss yeah. Brahms had to Iowa it was 2019 when we were playing banged up a bunch of freshmen up in Iowa City and we gave them a heck of a game so yeah. then uh, battle for the Purdue cannon which Purdue is in possession of right now over in Champaign Brett Bielema and the boys looked pretty good against Wyoming the other day. We'll see what they do against Indiana on Friday. This we'll be together for this game. We're not going to be at the game. We're going to be together. This is could be fun or could be miserable. Yeah. At, <laughs> at Illinois, November twelfth. Put nine. I have eight. I put five. Really? This game scares me because I feel like this is a game like if Purdue's having a heck of a season, it could be a letdown game. And I think Illinois, I, even though on my other podcast I had them going 4-8 and eight last week on my season predictions, I think they're going to be pretty darn good or at least really competitive in their losses. Bill was so, not a bad coach. So no, I can't stand him, but he's yeah. – They got a decent quarterback. Running back's really good. Brown's a really good running back. Their line, I see what he's doing. He's trying to build them like Wisconsin with dominant yeah. line play. So that game just it I don't know why. It just is a weird one on the schedule that scares me. Then Purdue returns home for senior day against the one and no Northwestern Wildcats. Ryan Hedlinski looked good against that uh black shirt defense of uh <laughs> Nebraska that you could run a Mack truck through the holes they're creating in the game. I've got four on this one. Really? I, I just I, I mean I don't know what North supposed to be. I mean, I know they weren't very good last year, but I I like Pat Fitzgerald a lot, except for his old man yell at the clouds theory. Cloud takes. <laughs> um, he's a good coach, heck of a coach. He's been mean, there he, forever. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. really. He doesn't really have many back to back bad seasons. True. And I mean, in you know six weeks, I could my mind could change. They're you know one in five or whatever, but um, it's just they're always well coached and. They still have talent, so that's what. That's and I feel I mean. like Purdue hasn't played them like particularly well. Yeah, even but even last year at Wrigley, it wasn't it wasn't yeah. great. Granted, the field sucked. Yeah, that's part of it, but um, yeah, they just they're always one that they've kind of been a thorn in our side over the years. I have seven. I have ten. Whoa! But I'm not high on Northwestern at all, so I I didn't even have them winning a conference game. They already proved me wrong there. I was gonna so. say I think the North, I think if Nebraska had won, it would have probably been lower. They probably would have yeah. dropped down to like nine for me. Yeah. And then the battle for the old oaken bucket at Indiana down south, where the birds like their bleachers. <laughs> I got eight. I got eight. I've got nine. 
All right, we're all feeling pretty good. I yeah, I hope that, Indiana's I, just defeated at that point. And I had them in Illinois. I was debating on, but a reason rivalry game. That's the reason why I bumped it down to eight versus a nine. Weird things happen. So uh, overall season prediction for the Boilers for the record. Oh man. Okay, wait. Well, I'll, I'll let you think. Of, what What's the ceiling? What's the ceiling for Purdue? The ultimate ceiling if everything goes right. Eleven and one. Eleven and one. <laughs> With I mean, that one B yeah. and who? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Okay. <laughs> I mean, or they, or this is the year they beat Wisconsin and they lose to like freaking Illinois. Illinois. It's gonna freaking happen. I'm telling you. And we're not gonna be, we're not gonna hear the end of it ever. Would you take eleven and one if the one loss is IU? I yes. would still take it, even though yeah, that, that, would means, that means you, it would suck. Because so that badly. means that he's pretty wins the West. Yeah, if left, yeah. yeah. And yeah. they still the could have an outside shot at the play. Yeah, let's be honest. Indiana beating you takes you out of the playoff. Yeah. What if it's like eleven and one in our losses? Florida Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. I'd rather. I think I'd rather lose the Florida Atlantic. Indiana I, State. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Indiana State. <laughs> um. um. I mean, yeah, eleven to one, ten and two. I was thinking I think ten and two. Absolutely, max oh, ceiling. You don't think? Um, you don't think? You don't no, think Purdue I, can win every game on there except Wisconsin? Like you don't think they get? Like, no, I think you know, I, you're talking me. Into that would be now. the ceiling. That would be. The, I don't think it's gonna happen. I'm not but really right. That. Yeah. I mean, we could get trip crazy and say twelve and zero because I mean, let's <laughs> get nuts. Schedule Why does, not? The, the schedule does line up pretty well with no yeah. Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State. No matter what, I'm not having to beat Ohio State. They go twelve and zero, and I'm not picking them over Ohio State because I think Ohio State's gonna be that freaking good. Yeah. Which wait till you guys hear what my co-host said on the podcast earlier about the Ohio State Notre Dame game. Oh God. Oh boy, that was wow. And you, Ohio State's pissed off from last year and them not making the playoffs, so they're yeah they're going to be out for blood this yeah. year. Um, yeah, I think yeah, ten and two, eleven and one is like dream scenario. What's the floor? Six and six. See, I'm going seven and five floor. I think that schedule on paper right now is that manageable if yeah. everybody stays healthy. If if they go, if they go six and six, I'm going to be really disappointed. If we go, if we, I think if we win seven, yeah. I'll be disappointed. Even seven and five, if everybody stays healthy, wild to think after I know. like going into last year. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, where we were six years ago. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's like. Don't get greedy. That's what I know. I'm like, yeah, I, know. Predict. I'm, I think I'm like eight eight wins. Like I know. Yeah. Like eight and four. We, I'm yeah. like yeah. If we if we win eight, not including the bowl game, I'll be. I mean, you're back to back eight win regular seasons. That's you know that's a great foundation to for moving forward and you're back to being relevant. Yeah, I really want to say nine and three is my prediction, but I I want to go bigger and say ten and two. So I'm sticking. I'm we going saw, ten and two. Yeah, ten and two. I was waiting when you when you guys in your Tan and yeah. J Man show a couple weeks yeah. ago and you you're talking about if you I think I didn't say it if you said O'Connell is a dark horse Heisman candidate I was gonna nah. Uh, <laughs> nah only so much I can throw out there so I'm I'm going I'm going I'm shooting for the sky I'm going ten and two with the two losses being at freaking Minnesota and Wisconsin oh so you picked that and that like a Penn State <clears throat> I think we I think we get Penn State I think we but can. you just talked about how good a coach Bielma is in Illinois I know yeah. it still no, scares me but. <laughs> If those are the two we've talked about until we beat them. I, I can't. Yeah. I can't put us in the win territory. I feel like Purdue has owned Iowa and Ferentz for too long. Like I feel like they're due to yeah. get them. Well, that's what makes me. I'm like, yeah. So I, I think it's I eight and four just because I'm tempering expectations. Yeah, eight and four would still be a good season, just like last year, and then win a bowl game and have another nine winner. I uh, I I think. Uh, I don't know, Saturday or Sunday, I'm like, oh, God, Purdue's going to get shelled by Wisconsin. Or not Wisconsin, Penn State. Was I, I thought talented. that yesterday for about an hour. And then, uh, <laughs> and then as, the as, yeah, as it gets closer, I'm like, man, Purdue might go 12-0 and 0 this year. Yeah, I know, I know. It's, it's, it's all over the map. Like, I go, it's just ask me what which hour in the day, and I might have a different answer for you. Um, Adam Bartels texted us. He asked a question, does Aiden do enough to join the cradle this year? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Which is, like, just wild to think about. Given where, I mean, just we were a few years ago, where you know walk on coming in and beat Northwestern was pretty just, cool, and then it's where, like, yeah, where he was twelve months ago when we didn't even want him as a starter. Yeah, I mean, this was a guy who was going to go play Division three football, and then it's like, yeah, I'll go to Purdue and yeah. give it a try as a walk on. Greg said, "I'd like nine and three and a bowl win for hashtag ten win Purdue." I'd take it. 
That'd be a good bowl and a good win over a big opponent. Yeah. What was what was the IU hashtag last year? Windiana? What was it like? Nine, nine Windiana. Nine that was like Windiana. a couple years ago. It was a couple years ago. They, they almost got it. Uh, was it last year when they were like preseason, like 17 or something? That was when yeah. they choked against Tennessee in the Gator Bowl yeah. in, yeah, in 2019. Was, was, yeah. yeah. And they about mm-hmm. stole the East in 2020, and but then they lost and lost to Ole Miss in the bowl game. He's a converted quarterback to receive. And they didn't wear the Big Ten patch because they were pissed yeah. off. <laughs> And then, and then last year, they, yep, yep, karma, <laughs> karma, karma there, Tommy boy, karma. All right, all right, score predictions for Thursday night, and we'll get to wrapping this thing up. It's going to be close. It's going to be. It's going to be fun, though. It's going to be fun, hopefully. hopefully. It's going to be fun, at least at kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do I do hate Dan Dockage, though. That yep. son uh-huh. of a gun. For multiple reasons, but yes, yeah. one particular because his tweet. I know what he's doing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Thirty-one to twenty-four. I think something like thirty-five, thirty-two. Purdue. Something close. I know what who we have on here said thirty-two, twenty-four. I think that's too much, too big of a spread <laughs> for that. Thirty-eight, twenty-eight. Boilers. I'll, I'll give us 10, 10 points. Dang. Yeah. I don't know if there's going to be, I'm, I'm, I think the offense needs a little bit of time. I, I don't know about, I don't know. I'm just like game's 24, hitting. 24, 20 Purdue. So you're going I'm under a little lower. I think it's a little lower. I think it's over do, do 156, know? I think. Okay. It's uh, is it 56 or 52. I, I thought 56 in my head for some reason, but I could be wrong. 52 and a half. 52 and a half. Yeah. Currently, yeah, I think, I think Penn State minus three and a half. Hit hit the over. Vegas still has Purdue last time. I knew it's seven and a half over under for season total. So, yeah. should be fun. It's fun to have excitement back when we're talking about Purdue football instead of dreading it and just counting down the days for basketball, which basketball will be fun too. But why can't we enjoy both? Yeah. Why can't we have our cake and eat it too? Why can't we be <laughs> one of those fan bases? Ohio State. Yeah. A lot of Big Ten schools anymore. Chris Holtman. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you like these shirts we're wearing? You can get them on from the shop, theshopindy.com. We're not sure what our promo code yet is, is yet this year. So Yeah, we're still figuring that out. Um, yeah, once we – I know we're technically – not officially start until September, but yeah. So if you all three wearing shirts from the shop, um, they're back on for another year. We're happy to have them back on. And they've been bringing sports or bringing sports and hometown apparel to fans since 2011 from their humble beginnings in garages and basements. You can find you can find them at two retail or two retail stores and online. They make comfortable shirts. It makes us happy. The shop is located in Carmel and Indianapolis. Uh, they've got one in Broderpool and another uh, new location in Carmel, um, as well as online at the shopindy.com. They make the best shirts, period. And we always say we're going to confirm our our uh, discount code, and we'll make sure we tweet that out. But, yeah, they've got a bunch of new Purdue shirts that they just dropped. Um, they just dropped a, a, you know, a, a black shirt for the for the blackout on Thursday if you're going to Ross State. So pick them up. Yeah, we're black, people. Last blackout game was pretty fun <laughs> back in 2018 against Ohio State. I don't want to see gold in the stands, even if you're Purdue wearing gold. I don't want to see gold. We're black. Yeah, everybody's got a black Purdue shirt. <laughs> I, I want that excuse. And if you're wearing white, I'm gonna assume you're a Penn State fan. <laughs> so, and you think a train is a subway? <laughs> mm-hmm. I still love you, Taylor Stubblefield. Yes. Should we just like so they just play just Taylor Stubblefield highlights like the entire pregame? Just why not? Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's like yeah, obviously there's the maybe he the, won't coach as hard. Maybe yeah, you never know. <laughs> is this his first time back to Ross State? Well, how long has he been at Penn State? I think it is. Only a couple yeah. of years. Yeah, I didn't think it was that long. He's, he was at, I don't know where. Purdue's yeah. only beat Penn State twice and haven't beat him since 04. <laughs> Solid. Yeah, I beat him in uh, <laughs> 03 and 04 back to back years. Yeah. And 04 yeah. was at Penn State, too, wasn't it? Yep. It, yeah, White out. Yeah, White out game. game. Yep. In um, 03, I remember Brandon Jones had a big game in Ross State against them. Um, but yeah, that, that series has not been kind to Purdue at all. And no. I don't think Penn state's been to Ross eight since Hazel's last year. And it was the most points scored by opponent ever in Ross eight. They scored in the sixties. 
Yeah, I think it was like sixty-two twenty-four. It was something stupid. Something <laughs> like that. Saquon Barkley's still running. <laughs> so injured leg and all. Uh, hopefully it turns out better Thursday night. I can't wait for it. And we'll be back next week with our recap of the game and previewing the next game against the Indiana State Sycamores. But let's boiler up, hammer down, and beat the Nittany Lions. Boiler up. <laughs>